Well, we are speaking with uh, the man who has redefined uh, the political movement in this country, a hero of mine, Mr. Donald Trump. Mr. Trump, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you very much. It is a huge honor, and I want to say thank you on behalf of the millions of people out there, the voiceless folks who have looked for somebody to inspire them. Thank you for standing up for us. Well, hopefully they are voiceless no longer. Your your rallies are so wonderful. I was uh, I've been at three of them so far. Good. The energy that we have at these rallies is so great. Why are people so drawn to Donald Trump, the candidate? I think more than anything else, they're tired of the lies of politicians. They just lie. I watched Ted Cruz. I watched what he said. Even this morning, I was watching what he was talking about with so many different things where they misrepresent positions. And it's really a terrible thing. And as an example, I'm totally going to repeal and replace Obamacare. And this morning, he says, Donald Trump loves Obamacare. I mean, it's just disgusting to hear it and to listen to it. But you do listen, and people are tired of listening to it. It's all it's all rhetoric. It's all Frankly, in most cases, it's just lies, and people are tired of it. They're tired of receiving less money today than they received 18 years ago in terms of real wages. And yet people making less money today, they're older. Maybe they're not feeling well, and they're working two jobs, and they're making less money. And we're going to bring our jobs back to this country, or we're going to make it just something very, very special again. Uh, day one, I saw your speech in New York, and I said, there is our next president of the United oh, States. Oh, wow. And, um, you and my wife. Yeah, caught, <laughs> caught, caught a lot of flack from a lot of people. But it has been a joy to talk about what you're going to do for America. And it's great to see people, especially in Indiana, coming on board with that. Why are people drawn to your message? What is Is it you or is it the message you're putting out there? Well, first of all, that's so nice what you just said. I really appreciate it. And there were a lot of people that were skeptical. They said, why would he do it and everything else? And I'm... I'm doing it because, you know, I'm putting something back because this country has been great to me and we're going to be able to really, really, I think you'll be even more impressed later on. But the message is really, I think, the, I, I assume I'm a good messenger, but that's what I am as a messenger. The message, nobody's been able to understand the message until over the last few months. And now it's too late for them because the people get it. And, you know, the people that don't understand the message, even if they say it, those people will never do it if they ever got elected. They'll never be able to do it. I've understood it at a gut level for a long time, for many years, and I've seen it. I almost ran last time, and I was almost going to you know, go against Romney. I think I would have beaten Romney easily, and I think I would have won the election. Romney let us down. He should have won that election. But it is, it is really a, a message, and I'm the messenger. And basically, we have to take our country back. We have to stop with all of this political correctness. We're afraid to open our mouths. I mean, you're afraid to even say anything nowadays. Uh, you end up, if you're in my world, you end up with front page news on something that's absolutely fine, what you said. So we're going we're gonna to straighten things out. We'll be saying Merry Christmas again, believe me. You have taken down some of the our country's greatest Republican politicians, one by one by one. Um, when you started this, did you think it would be everybody's going to gang up on Mr. Trump the way it was? Or, or how did you see this sort of unfolding? Well, I think I got him by surprise initially because most people thought I would be in it for a little while, have some fun and get out. This isn't fun. I mean, it's to me, it's a very hard job. It's work. And... Uh, but it's, you know, it's gratifying to see what's happened. And you're right. I took them out one by one by one. Nobody else took them out. I took them out. And then you wonder why they don't endorse me. Like, I took out Lindsey Graham very systematically. And, and frankly, he was easy. And then he gets on television all the time, and he just knocks me and criticizes me, and it's horrible. And he says the wrong thing. You know, he, he's been in charge to a certain extent of our strategy at war. And he'll say, I've been doing this for years. What is Trump now? Well, the fact is he has been doing it for years. We're in worse shape now than we were 
years ago because they don't know what they're doing. But, you know, you take people out like that, and then they forgot that Lindsey Graham was running, and he was pretty violently taken out. I mean, he went from 6 percent to nothing, and in his own state, he got practically nothing. I had 38, and he had almost nothing uh, in South Carolina. But people forget that he was a member, and, you know, it's amazing how quickly they forget, frankly. It's a little bit too unfortunate. I have to keep reminding them. But, you know, guys like that, uh, they get on television, and they spew such hate. And it's only hate because they lost. You know, they lost. Jeb Bush, the same thing. I saw him on television recently, and he wasn't exactly positive. Although he did say it's a phenomenon what's happened, and, and I think it is. It is a phenomenon. It's been on Time magazine cover many times, and it's been amazing. But the, the real thing that's a phenomenon is the people, because they're rising up against politicians, and, and it's a beautiful thing to watch. You have been successful in, in pretty much everything you've done, and you are what a president should be. Great family, great businessman, very uh, philanthropic with, with, with your, your time and your energy and your money. Um, what do you think is your greatest attribute that you bring to the nation? Well, I understand the problem, and I'm going to be able to fix the problem. I mean, to be honest, it's a little bit like getting into a great college. Uh, getting into Harvard, I've always said, is probably, uh, definitely, it's a lot harder to get in than it is to stay there. Getting into the Wharton School of Finance, which is a very hard school to get into, is it's much harder to get in than it is to stay there once you're in. And I'll tell you what, it's very hard going through this horrible process because it is a very, very derogatory, you know, it's a nasty process. The, the lies, and frankly, the lies from the media, what they do, I mean, what they say, and they'll, they'll make up stories, literally. So it's a very nasty process. But once we get there, it's it's common sense. It's so I fully understand it. I fully know why things are going so badly. And much of it is because special interest groups want them to go a certain way, whereas I'm self-funding. So I don't worry about the special interest groups. I'm going to do what's right for the people. So I really think once we get there, it's going to be a beautiful thing to watch. Our guest is the next president of the United States, Mr. Donald J. Trump. Uh, you have been so gracious to Indiana, and I think it's great. A lot of politicians, they'll come to Indianapolis, they'll jet out. You have been uh, all over the state. You've been to Fort Wayne. You've been up north. You've been Terre Haute yesterday. Got to see you in the historic Terre Haute Theater. You really have a love for these states when you come into them, don't, don't you? And you get to know them. I do. And in the case of Indiana, I have so many friends that live here, and they're incredible people and successful people in pretty much all of the cases but very successful people. They work so hard. And I think that maybe helps in terms of Indiana that I have so many people that are friends that live here. But it's an amazing place, an amazing state, but its jobs are being taken out like candy from a baby. You know, you're losing your jobs. Your steel industry is a mess. It's what's happening to your steel industry is horrible, your coal industry. I mean, you have so many industries that are just getting clobbered. And it's a shame, but we're going to turn it around. A uh, couple quick questions as we close here. Uh, you are part of one of the gr great stories of Indiana. It ended up being a, a, a young man who was uh, an icon to millions of people after his, his death and inspired a lot of people, Ryan White. And I just... Uh, you, so many people don't know the, the philanthropic nature of what you did for Ryan White and, and his family. And that's such a big story here. If you wouldn't mind, just, just touch on what touched your heart about Ryan White. Well, Ryan White really was an important story because he represented so many people. That was very early in the AIDS crisis. And Michael Jackson lived in Trump Tower, and I knew him very well. And he actually had a very big heart. I mean, he was a very different kind of a guy, but he had a very big heart. And uh, I was doing very well. And, you know, I've been doing things for a long time also. And... Michael asked me, would I go and see Ryan White? I said, who's Ryan White? Because Michael really, really felt very strongly about it. 
And he, he explained it. And I said, well, that sounds good. I had no idea the importance. Ryan White's life was a very important life because it was at the beginning of the AIDS crisis. And uh, it was really almost the first one that I remember where it was such a, a big, big story. And Michael Jackson and I flew to Indiana and we met with Ryan and with his mother, who's a wonderful woman. And it was a very sad thing to see. And at those in that time there was absolutely no cure you couldn't you couldn't do anything there was nothing and and ryan ultimately died pretty quickly but he was a great young guy and he had such courage and everything else and it was good and i didn't even realize but it was just brought up recently and i you know i'm happy to have been a part of it and you know hopefully we made a lot of people aware of what is going on with the aids crisis uh, ryan white in a certain sense, led a great life and a very important life because he really did represent that early stages of of AIDS and and the horror you know the horror show that it is. I want to want to close with this, and again, thank you so much for your very valuable time today. My first memory of you is your uh, your uh, building hosted WrestleMania, and I remember it was so successful and it was so great. And then you participated in WrestleMania years later. Do you think there's anything you wouldn't be good at if you really set your mind to it? Is there anything you can think of? Well, I always say uh, you have to love it, and there are things that I really don't enjoy that I wouldn't be good at if you don't love it. But that was a lot of fun. And I guess I hosted a couple of the early ones. You look too young for that. You must have been very young when you went in. But uh, I did. I hosted a couple of the very early WrestleManias. And I starred in their all-time. It was called the Battle of the Billionaires between Vince McMahon and myself. And that was their all-time, the biggest in history, WrestleMania to this day. That was about six, seven years ago. And that was in Detroit. And it was the largest crowd and the largest pay-per-view. It was the biggest one they've ever had to this date. But I've had uh, I, I've had a lot of fun with uh, Vince McMahon and the WWE, and I'm in the Hall of Fame, and you know a lot of good things have happened. But it's been a lot of fun. That's so nice that you remember, Mr. Trump. Again, I just want to close by thanking you. These past uh, I guess it's almost 10 months, 11 months now, have been just such a joy to watch you shake up the political landscape, to divide the cartel that's really ruined our nation. And thank you for standing for for what's right, and and for the millions of people who don't have the privilege of talking to you. Thank you for what you've done for our nation. Well, I really appreciate how nice you are, and you know you're terrific. I wish I could have every interview just like this. Okay, that would be uh, that would be a great dream. But you really you know what's happening. I mean, you understand it, you get it. You're not doing it because you like me or you dislike me. You see what's happening in the world, and you see what's happening with our country. And so many bad things are happening. Our jobs are being taken away. Our military is so you know becoming weaker and weaker by the day, and we're going to turn it all around.